The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash without over-under game. Just set to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne, up on the northeast coast of England. Um, the date is Monday, June the thirteenth, and it is one of the rare, the rare same day recordings that we do. Um, we've got a ten-game MLB slate um, for this evening, Monday, June thirteenth. Um, which we're going to handicap uh, and give some picks out for that. It's been a very busy weekend and he had to unpack everything that's happened. Um, and someone who really should be in holiday mode, but I don't think he is just now, because uh, he's about six hours away from jetting off somewhere exotic. Uh, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, why aren't you in your speedos? Uh, not yet, Malcolm. Not just yet. Uh, I had to record with my favourite person before I uh, leave for a little family <laughs> trip, but... Uh, yeah, and I still got about six hours here till I, uh, uh, till we leave for our, our flight. But no, glad to be still talking about baseball here with you. Should be a lot of fun. I know only ten games on the Monday schedule, but I think what was it a couple of weeks back? We only had like four or five games. But uh, yeah, happy to get into it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. A- go ahead and take your victory lap. I know you're waiting for it. <laughs> uh, me, I don't know what you're talking about. You want to allow? I'm scratching my head, but. Hang on, which victory lap are you referring to? I think would be a better way of putting it. The Belmont um, Stakes or the Detroit Tigers? Because we can cover them both. I mean, yeah, the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> go ahead. I'll give you. Well, the no, at the end, it's one of those. At the end of the day, they were, they're still under two to one. Um, it's not. I haven't picked a sixty-six to one winner. Um, so no, it was. It did make me laugh because just the amount of grief that everyone got me. And what I didn't realise was in the um, in one of the Slack channels, unbeknownst to me because I hadn't really paid much attention, there was a uh-huh. great big thread of people taking the piss out of me for various reasons. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I had the fear. I was, I was um, when they got they got two nothing, they got three nothing up in the six. I was just, I really desperately wanted them to hold on. I was like, come yeah. on, get me, get me over the finish line here. Uh, and then yeah, and then we're, we're tip won the Belmont Stakes as well, which was handy. So I'll get my I'll get my tout in now. Royal Ascot starts tomorrow, and I recorded um, the Notorious OTB with Chase last night, the Wolf of Oaklawn. Um, so if you want some ponies, for, uh, me and Chase are both relatively hot. Um, Royal Ascot starts tomorrow, like I say, runs Tuesday to Saturday. Uh, so we touted some uh, picks on there. So have a look uh, out for that on the SGPN website. But no, the, yeah, the Tigers got one over the line for me. As you pointed out, if you pick the Tigers every night, they're going to win one or another. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't. I picked them two nights in a row, Moon. I thought you were just being bitter and twisted. But yeah, I feel like um, it's been a 50, another 50% week. I can't get away. Everything's like, that's just about the third week running now where I think my picks have been okay, but I'm really struggling to to string a little streak together. It's sort of win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, but that is just the nature of the the sport, I think the nature of this season, we talk about this a lot, 
Um, and it seems to me there's been a more run scored lately. It seems to the balls either maybe it's the weather, uh, maybe it it's the ball. Nobody yeah. knows. It's the mystery ball, or or something's happened. But there's uh, there's been a lot of higher higher scoring games. I think Muna. Yeah, I mean it, it's summertime here in the state now, right? And and just to kind of give you an example for today's game. I know we'll talk about it here in a second, but St. Louis today the temperature is going to be a hundred degrees at at right around when they start the game. Uh, 98 around 8 p.m. and then 95 around 9 p.m. But the crazy part is the real feel is going to be on 115, which just kind of tells you that it's going to be humid and the wow. balls are going to start traveling a little more now, right, as we get into the summer months here. And again, Texas is one of those places. I know Rangers and the Astros play in a in a in a roof uh, uh, stadium there or a field there, but. Yeah, it's something to definitely keep an eye on as we kind of approach uh, we approach the summer months here. Arizona, another example, 105 degrees when they when they start the game here uh, tonight around 9 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, I've noticed an extra run or half a run going on those totals. I'm just looking down the totals now in the nine and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, eight and a half, nine, nine. Mm-hmm. Where if we go back maybe three or four weeks, we've seen a load of sevens and seven and a half. So there was got six and a half, uh, usually where Miami were involved. But um, all of a sudden, everything, the entire baseline total just seems to have had an extra run put on it. So, yeah, something to be aware of. Um, right, let's uh, let's steam into it then. Um, all evening games tonight, 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Uh, the first games go off. There's three of those, the first of which is the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals, which is Ian Anderson for Atlanta. And Jojo Gray goes for Washington. Uh, Atlanta a minus 160. Washington a plus 137. Uh, this total is a big one, nine and a half. Um, Moon off, I'll let you take it away with the Braves at the Nationals. Yeah, tell of uh, the home and away splits for both of these pitchers here. I'll start with Ian Anderson. Atlanta Braves... Uh, I think we need to mention that they have quietly won 11 games in a row. Uh, haven't been uh, talked about much, but it seems like, you know, they're finally healthy and they're finding their groove both offensively and pitching wise. But uh, yeah, now they have a series against their division, uh, a division team in the NL East in the Washington Nationals. Ian Anderson, like you mentioned, on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, five and three with a 4.53 ERA. A whip of 1.39 so far this season. He's coming off a start against the Oakland A's where he did go six innings, allowed six hits and two earned runs in that game. Um, But prior to that, Malcolm, in three previous starts, I know two were against Miami and one was against Colorado. Um, He had given up at least four earned runs in those previous three starts. So um, we kind of take a look at the, the home and road splits like I talked about. He's been pretty solid on the road so far this year, has Ian Anderson 3.06 ERA with a 1.23 whip, where he has pitched 35 innings, and he's 4-2 on the on the road so far this year. Um, eight innings, uh, sorry, he's had a strikeout rate per nine innings of eight on the road so far this year. So, again, this team is hot, and you have a good pitcher who's doing well on the road compared to what Ian Anderson has done at home, where he has a 5.84 ERA and a whip of 1.62. But... Uh, on the other side, for the Washington Nationals, Josiah Gray, 6-4 with a 4.33 ERA, a whip of 1.32. Now, Malcolm, this is a pitcher that is struggling at home for the Washington Nationals. He has an ERA of 7.14 with a whip of 1.66. 29 innings pitched at home, 2-4 and four record. 
Uh, the strikeout rate is better at home for him with 11.2 per nine innings, but his walks are also at five per nine innings at home so far this year. He is coming off a great start, but that was on the road against the Miami Marlins. Five shutout innings and six hits. Did strike out six in that game, but at home so far this year against the Dodgers, he gave up seven. Against the Astros, he gave up six. And against the Marlins, all the way back on April 26th, he did allow four. His last start at home was against the Colorado Rockies, where he did go five innings and only allowed uh, one earned run. But now you're having that Atlanta Braves team coming in here, Malcolm, who are absolutely red hot. Like I mentioned, have won 11 in a row. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go. I'm stay with the hot team. I, I like the Atlanta Braves here. Possibly take a look at their um, run line. It's probably at plus money for you, and maybe the team total here. But I, I more so also do like the over in this game at nine and a half, Malcolm. Um, the, the t- yeah, the two pitches interest me here. Yeah. Ian Anderson slightly underwhelmed me, I think. I was expecting him to be more of a stud, and he's actually sort of settled in with more of a tier two, even a, a, even a, a, a tier three pitcher. Uh, but he has been going along okay, and the Braves have been. I think, which is, I agree, that the home road splits don't worry me as much. I think he's just finding his feet. Um, and the, it's a, just a coincidence, really, the home road splits have come out like that, because, um, we mentioned him sort of early in the season. We knew nothing about him. And if we've learned about him, and I've been quietly more and more impressed with him um, as he's gone along. Um, the Braves are in great form, like you say. Um, I thought Gray could hold them here. I thought this was an under. The Nationals okay. um, have scored a few runs. Uh, Nelson Cruz uh, has got back. He's hit a couple of bombs recently. But I just thought both pitchers could go kind of okay. This may be relatively score. Low scoring, something like a four-two or a five-to-three, um, and yeah, that inflated number nine and a half looked big. Um, so yeah, I was I was happy to, to contradict you there, Moonoff. Uh, we'll come down on opposite sides of this one, and I will take the under nine and a half. Okay. Uh, next is uh, another seven oh five Eastern first pitch. Miami Marlins at the Philadelphia Phillies. Sandy Alcantara um, goes for Miami, and Aaron Nola is the pitcher for Philly. Uh, who are the minus 140 favourites, the Phillies, uh, and Cantara and Miami are plus 119. Uh, this total is a bit lower. Uh, Miami, the key being there, uh, seven and a half. Um, Alcantara is six and two, has a 161 ERA, uh, 83 and two thirds pitch, 77 Ks, and a 0 94 whip. Um, Aaron Nola, four and four, uh, 350 ERA, 74 and two thirds, 85 Ks. In a 0.88 whip. So we've got a 0.94 and a 0.88 whip going here. Um, two great numbers. Um, Alcantara is one of the top uh, NL pitchers uh, pretty conclusively as well. He's been he's been absolutely outstanding. Um, Miami, however, don't really give him much help. Uh, they're still struggling along this perennial fourth place in that division uh, never really get any more competitive um, 16 innings over his last two starts without um, giving up any earned runs and in the start before that he struck out 14 Atlanta Braves um, his last seven starts he's got a 0.85 ERA um, his road ERA is 2.05 which is absolutely playable yeah uh, Nola he's improving. Um, I think he was a little bit unlucky to start the season, but his numbers are starting to reflect um, his performance now. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't give up any earned runs in eight innings pitched last time at Milwaukee. Um, 
Miami are seven and three in the last ten, but they've had a decent little home stand there. They're back on the road now. Um, they are twelve and seventeen on the road. I thought Philly were just about big enough. I wasn't proud of myself, but they were just about big enough. Um, they've been in great form. Philly eventually got turned over yesterday, so they are. Uh, the I think they'd won eleven in a row before that. Um, but yeah, Philly just about backable at minus one forty for me, Munaf. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you're right about Philly being in, in, in good form, right? Since the firing of, of Joe Girardi. I know they finally uh, had a loss over the weekend uh, to kind of break that winning streak. But, I, you know, it's going to be a spot where they can start a new one here. And, you know, uh, I know that Aaron Nola has struggled at home here a little bit, but it's it's he's faced some pretty good offenses, right? He, he, get, he faced the Dodgers at home. He faced, uh, I think, the Mets at home this season as well. And a lot of times uh, – Pitchers are still kind of finding their groove. That that first start that he had against the Oakland A's at home where he allowed four earned runs, it's not very Aaron Nola-esque like you mentioned. Like seems like he's finding his form here uh, as of late. As much as I want to take uh, Sandy Alcantara here, I, I I I think you hit the nail on the head that I'm not sure that he's going to get the run support here. So I'll lean with the Phillies here as well with you, Malcolm. Okay, so Moon, of course, ends that one. 7.07 first pitch. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles at the Toronto Blue Jays, which is Kyle Bradish for Baltimore and Alec Manoa, the stud pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue Jays are the favourites, minus 306. We haven't seen many minus $3 favourites uh, so far this season. Baltimore, sheer over 5-2, to two, plus 251. The total is set at 8. Uh, minus 306, Moonaf. How could we get around this? Uh, you probably have to take an uh, alternate, uh, sorry, a run line here or alternate run line as well with Manoa on the mound. But let me start with Kyle Bradish here, Malcolm. Um, five, no, sorry, one and three on the season, 6.45 ERA, a whip of 1.59 so far for him. His last start was against the Chicago Cubs, did go four and a two thirds innings, allowed two earned runs, very similar numbers or his last two starts. Both, like I mentioned, uh, four and two-thirds, allowed two earned runs in both of those starts. Bradish is prone to giving up the long ball. He's given up at least one um, home run in every appearance that he has so far this season. Um, he's also allowed at least two earned runs in every single one of his starts this season. He's only gone two games this year where he's pitched more than five innings, uh, which has been back on May 10th against the Cardinals and then his first appearance of the season against the Boston Red Sox. But um, you know, on the other side, like you mentioned, Alec Manoa, he's been absolutely Cy Young worthy this so far this season. Seven and one on the season, 1.81 whip, uh, sorry, 1.81 ERA, a whip below one at 0.96. Um, his last start shutout baseball against his Kansas City Royals, where he did go six innings. Previous start against the Chicago White Sox, seven and two thirds innings in that game, allowed three earned runs. Um, he's just in top form right now, Malcolm. I don't, there's no better way to put it at home so far this season, but perfect four and oh, uh, ERA of 1.82, a whip below eight, uh, a below one at 0.81. So I, if you're going to play the Toronto Blue Jays here, Malcolm, you probably want to take the minus one and a half, which I'm sure that is juiced around probably minus 140, minus 150, just based off of the price of $3 favorite here. If you really want to get frisky with it, and if your book offers it, minus two and a half for uh, the Toronto Blue Jays here. I, I just don't see a world where um, Alec Mano gets blown up here or, you know, the 
Toronto Blue Jays bats cool down, right? Because we talked about it over this past week or last week that their bats are finally finding form here are the Blue Jays. And I think this might be a game where Alec Manoa shuts down this offense for the Baltimore Orioles and uh, the Blue Jays bats uh, continue what they've been doing. So uh, I'll take the minus one and a half. And, and if you, again, if it's at plus money for Alec Manoa on the minus two and a half run line, I'd probably entertain that as well. Yeah, I've got nothing really to add on the on the two pitches or the two clubs. Um, I, having said everything that you said, it was then finding a finding a bet, finding an angle in. Uh, and I thought the total at eight uh, was maybe just half a run um, too low for me. So um, I've written down yeah, this is um, this is going to finish seven to two Toronto. Uh, so I, so I got so I got to nine. Um, I think Toronto could even they, they could do this here by themselves, frankly, but they won't need much help. Um, I think they could get the six or seven. And Baltimore have been scoring some runs. Anthony Santander um, had another dinger last night. They've scored some runs over the weekend. I know Kansas City um, beat Baltimore a couple of times when I was actually fancy Baltimore. Um, but Baltimore's offense hasn't been absolutely horrible. They're, they're sort of in the mid-pack when it comes to, uh, to runs scored. So, yeah, they're not great on the road. But if they can contribute one or two tomorrow, uh, which I think they can, then Toronto should be able to do the rest. Uh, yeah, one, get... one, yeah, one last note. Sorry, Malcolm, to interrupt you. Um, yeah, Alec Manoa, since the 2021 season uh, at home, he's a perfect 9-0 with a 2.12 ERA. Okay, lovely. Uh, so I'm just getting distracted here. There's a uh, small child coming home from school claiming she's locked out, but I don't think she is. I just think she can't be bothered to get a key out, Moonaf. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've just intimated that. Via the medium of mime through the window. And look, she's in, you see. She did have a key the whole time. Uh, honestly. Um, right, where are we? Uh, next is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch, which is the Chicago White Sox at the Detroit Tigers. Lance Lynn is back. We haven't had a Lance Lynn sighting so far this season. Yeah. Um, goes for the Chicago White Sox. And Ronnie Garcia uh, is on the hill for Detroit. Uh, the Chicago White Sox are favourites at minus 138. Detroit are plus 119. Uh, the total is eight and a half. Yeah, Lance Lynn on debut. Um, he had knee surgery um, 4th of April, I want to say. Um, early April, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's missed um, He's missed that time and he, and he gets his start. Yeah, he, he went surprisingly well last year. Yeah. Well, not surprisingly well, sorry. He went well. Um, 269 ERA, finished 11 and 6 on the season. Um, so yeah, it remains to be seen really what we see out of Lansing. I can't give him much more than that. Um, we'll maintain a watching brief on him. Uh, Ronnie Garcia for the Tigers. Um, he is 0-1, has a 4.50 ERA, uh, 28 innings pitch, 33 strikeouts uh, in a whip of um, 1-0-0. Um, Garcia has had a couple of two earned run starts in his last two starts. He's gone along okay. Um he, there was a there was a six in run sandwiched in between those. Um, he's had a run of difficult opposition as well. I think the Yankees were in there. I think he got the Twins a couple of times. This is a tricky game to handicap because you don't know what we're getting with Lynn. Um, I've written down, and this is not to be in any way facetious or silly. Uh, I've written down Detroit at plus one nineteen, just because I don't think the White Sox are still functioning particularly well. They had another weird weekend. The White Sox. Uh, they were sort of losing games that they should have won. 
Um, there's still somewhat a lot of baffling decisions from Tony Rusa. I do think that Tony Rusa thing is starting to undermine the team a little bit now. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how much support he's getting um, from the rest of the players. So yeah, question mark over Lynn. Um, and for the same reason, the same reasons I took Detroit at those uh, couple of positions last week is that they're competitive at home. So I think they were 15 and 15 at home um, when I took them to win that game at the weekend. They're now 16 and 17. So one game under 500 at home. But you're getting plus money still. You're getting plus 119 um, against a pitch we don't know too much about. Uh, so I'll stick with the Tigers, Munaf. Yeah, this is pretty much a, a good value play here on the Detroit Tigers, right? Because we don't know what we're going to get out of Lance Lynn. And if you kind of take a look at uh, his minor league starts this season, coming back from that knee injury, uh, June 8th against Louisville, three innings, he allowed seven earned runs to that uh, minor league team, uh, nine hits in that game. Previous start, June 3rd against Memphis, four innings pitched, three earned runs allowed, two home runs he gave up in that game. So, I, I'm not putting my money behind Lance Land, especially coming off of those two minor league starts here. And, you know, Detroit, like you said, can be competitive. And this is a good value play uh, on the Detroit Tigers here tonight. Uh, what did you say that money line price was? Uh, plus 119. Yeah. So, I mean, at plus money, especially with Lance Land coming back from that knee injury. I mean, we don't even know how long he's going to be out there, Malcolm, if he's going to be on an innings count yeah. or pitch count. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Let, let's stay with the Detroit Tigers here. Um, we missed um, last week, Moonoff. Uh, we never talked about it. Uh, Tony Larusa walking um, Trey Turner mid plate appearance. Did you catch this at all? Yeah. Did this come on your radar? Um, I, the I, one and two count. On a one and two count, which was the interesting part, right? Interesting is the word. <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, and, I don't know. And then he was, yeah, he was so belligerent in the press conference as well. He was like, what? Yeah. Perfectly reasonable decision. Does yeah. anyone disagree with me? And all the journalists were dying to disagree with him, but no one had the balls to put their hand up and say, yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, so he kind of still thinks he's right. But uh, yeah, that made me laugh. Um, um, the win, win bet are the title sponsor here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Um, make sure to use the $50 to win 200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Um, if you bet $500 or more on the Sports or Casino before July 31st, uh, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Uh, multiple entries are allowed. Um, you can also party with DJ Diesel. Uh, all you have to do is bet $100 um, on NBA or Casino and be entered to a prize draw to attend the DJ Diesel. Uh, which is Shaquille O'Neal, as we all know, performance at Encore Bleach Club, as well as meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. Uh, there's loads to choose from. Just download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next is a 7.45 first pitch. The Pittsburgh Pirates at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Mitch Keller draws the start for Pittsburgh. And Zach Thompson uh, goes for St. Louis. Um, Pittsburgh are the dogs. Uh, plus 162. Um, St. Louis are minus 193. The total is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, minus 193 is a really skinny price against uh, about a pitcher that we don't know an awful lot about. Yeah, I'll start with uh, 
Mitch Keller here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, yeah, he's two and five on the season here so far. Malcolm, 5.26 ERA, a whip of 1.49. He's had, uh, his last four appearances have been really good for him. I mean, by his standards, I mean, that ERA right now is a little inflated, but I think they brought him out of the bullpen for two games prior to his last two starts against the Cubs. He went two and two thirds inning, allowed one earned run against the Colorado Rockies, three and a third inning, five hits, one earned run. Uh, last two starts against the Dodgers on May 31st, Malcolm, uh, five innings pitch, allowed two earned runs in that game. In his last start against the Detroit Tigers, six innings only allowed one earned run. So, you know, uh, seems like he's kind of found some form here. He's had some good outings over his last four appearances. So, uh, you know, some some momentum building there for Mitch Keller. The one the concerning part is that he has an ERA of 5.48 on the road. So far this year, a 21 and one third inning pitched uh, on the road, two and two so far. Um, and then on the other side, like you mentioned, Zach Thompson, left-handed pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, this is going to be his first career start um, for the St. Louis Cardinals. He did have a relief appearance on June 3rd against the Chicago Cubs, where he did go four innings, allowed three hits and one earned run for the uh, St. Louis uh, Cardinals. Um Comes out of the obviously their minor league system where he had an ERA over the last 60 days of 4.50. So, Malcolm, I think this might be another one of those situations where we talked about, like with Lance Lynn, that there might be some value here on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, we don't know what we're going to get from Zach Thompson here. So, I officially don't have a play for this game. Uh, if I had to lean, I would probably look at an over in this game just because I, I know we talked about the weather at the top of the show. And in this game in St. Louis, it's going to be around 100 degrees uh, around, at around 7 p.m. around the game time. So it's going to be humid. Maybe the ball is going to be flying out a little more. There is a little wind blowing out to left field around nine miles per hour. It's nothing significant, but again, it can only help, especially in, in these type of temperatures, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I thought this was a really hard game to handicap because there's lots of question marks um, over the over the pitches. But the um, there was there's some talk around Mitch Keller this week in fantasy circles. He's getting a two start week, uh, which mm. is always something that people look for. But I can't remember his second start against. But there was a few people taking uh, a few shrewd shrewd people shrewder than me uh, saying that Mitch Keller was a viable uh, streamer this week. Um, for these two starts. I thought maybe Pittsburgh could hang with them this game. I say I struggled really to find an angle in. And so my play is going to be Pittsburgh on the run line, uh, plus one and a half, which is at minus 128. Um, yeah, it's just a, a lack of alternative. So I thought Pittsburgh could keep this relatively close, um, yeah. even if it is relatively high scoring, could be something like a 5-4 or a 6-5, something along those lines. So yeah. I'll take Pittsburgh getting the extra run, but yeah, not a strong feeling. Uh, one way or t'other. Uh, 8.05 first pitch is the San Diego Padres and the Chicago Cubs. New Darvish uh, gets the start for San Diego and Justin Steele goes for the Cubs. Um, the Padres are the favourites, minus 130. The Cubs, plus 110 and the total is set at 8.5. Um, New Darvish is 5-3 with a 3.61 ERA. Started 11 games, pitched 67 and a third with 54 Ks and a 101 whip. Uh, Justin Steele is 1 and 5, 479 ERA, um, 
47 keys and a 155 whip. Um, Darvish has been improving. He's been going along nicely. 326 ERA in his last seven games. Um, main issue I've got with the Darvish is he's got a 582 road ERA. Again, I don't know if that's just a consequence of how the games have fallen rather than it, that he is noticeably worse on the road. Uh, maybe we'll know a little bit more after this start. Um, Justin Steele's had a couple of good home starts. Um, however, there's just that there's a there's a disparity between these two teams, and it's getting quite glaring now at this point. Um, the Cubs have lost six in a row uh, for a start, which doesn't help. They are eleven and twenty at home. Um, reverse record for San Diego. They are twenty and eleven on the road. So um, I thought the um, the price at minus one thirty was a really manageable price here for San Diego. And it looked pretty straightforward. It's the better team with the better pitcher. Uh, we'll take a bit of juice. Um, but yeah, minus 130 money line. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about you, Darvish, going up against his former club here as well, against Chicago Cubs. And the road the road numbers are a little bit concerning, Malcolm, because uh, on June, or I'll just kind of read off how many runs he's given up on the road. So he's had five, six starts on the road so far this season. He's given up zero. He's given up nine. He's given up three, five, zero, and then five again. So maybe a zero is due here against the Chicago Cubs. But, um, yeah, I don't think I want to get behind you, you Darvish here, especially, you know, with, with the struggles that he does have on the road so far this year. Um, and definitely not betting Justin Seale either. Uh, he's been struggling as well. And the San Diego Padres are pretty respectable against left-handed pitching so far this season. I'm also looking at the weather in this game for the Cubs, and um, it is definitely warmer temperatures, but the wind is going to be blowing from uh, right to left in this game, around uh, 10 miles per hour. But no official play with me here. If I had to you put a gun to my head, I would probably lean with the Padres with you as well, just because I think they have a better offense. Back to back, no official plays from Munaf Manji. It's never been heard before. Uh, he's definitely he's definitely slipping into holiday mode. People those uh, speedos run under the desk. Actually, um, it's probably not speedo weather where you're going anyway. But doesn't uh, doesn't yeah, make my definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Eight oh five Eastern. Um, it's the Houston Astros at the Texas Rangers. It is the Texas Derby. Uh, Christian Javier, um, the righty, is on the hill for Houston, and lefty Taylor Hearn. Uh, it goes for Texas. Houston are minus 170. Uh, Texas are the home dog at plus 144. The total is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, this is your neck of the woods. What's going down in uh, Arlington tomorrow? Yeah, Lone Star uh, State uh, rivalry game here. Uh, Christian Javier, like you mentioned, Starting for the Astros here, three and three so far this season, three point two two ERA, a WHIP of one point one four. He did have a rough outing in his last start against the Seattle Mariners, where he did only go three and two thirds of an inning, allowed five earned runs, five earned runs in that game. This is going to be his third start already this season against the Texas Rangers. One was back in Arlington in uh, their new stadium there uh, on April twenty seventh, where he went five innings, allowed four hits and two earned runs. His uh, Last or sorry, second start against the Rangers this season was actually in Houston on May 20th, where he went six innings and one earned run against the Texas Rangers. So, I guess pretty good success against the Rangers so far this season. Against uh, sorry, Malcolm, against the Rangers here, but um, the ERA for his away starts are are 
a little inflated. I mean, they are inflated. It's 5.19 uh, ERA on the road, a 1.56 whip. But I think that the familiarity that he has with this Texas Rangers lineup, I think that he can have some success here tonight against them. And Taylor Hearn on the mound for the Texas Rangers, 4-4 four and four so far this year, 5.40 ERA, a whip of 1.66. His last, uh, let's see, five starts, he's allowed three earned runs in at least four of those five starts. Um, he has been alternating between win-loss, win-loss overs last four starts as well. At home so far this year, he's 2-3 and three with a 4.70 ERA. His whip is exactly the same both at home and on the road at 1.66. So um, for me, I think this is going to be a game where I feel like we're going to see some runs here, um, you know, especially with the the um, Astros, I'm sorry, coming off of a series against the Miami Marlins where they were only able to get, I think, one out of those three games here. But they kind of found some offense in that last game against the Marlins. And again, like I mentioned, Taylor Hearn has really been struggling here. He did face his Astros team in Houston on May 22nd, where he went four and two thirds inning, allowed four earned runs. And then he also faced them on April 26th at home in Arlington. Five innings also allowed four earned runs in that game. So two games a season where he's allowed the Astros uh, four earned runs each in his start. So two ways that you can probably attack this game is maybe take the Astros first five team total over. Uh, if your book offers that or the full game team total over, but I, I do lean and I do like the Astros in this game, Malcolm. Um, I came down exactly the same as you with regard to the total. I thought there was runs in this game. Um, should be a good game, actually. Um, yeah. I don't mind watching Taylor Hurd. He's quite entertaining. He's pretty consistent in that you go kind of five innings and give up three runs. So you kind of know what you're getting. Um Houston are always kind of fun to watch. Texas have made their way into second place somehow in that division. Well, or maybe everyone else has just kind of regressed past them the other way rather than Texas. Uh, Texas pulled their way forward into second place. It's kind of everyone's ducked in behind them. Um, eight and a half games back of, of Houston anyway. But yeah, um, Texas have been, you never know what you're kind of getting a little bit up and down. But I thought, yeah, runs was maybe the answer. Um Again, I was struggling to find an angle in here. Um, I didn't want to go Texas run line. So, yeah, the over nine. Just that this is where the, these extra half a run, um, the the eight and a halfs are now nines. The eights are now eight and a halfs. Um, yeah. So I was just a little bit concerned about the. If this was eight and a half, I would love it. But uh, maybe we might get a push on nine. But I'll take the over anyway. Uh, we'll see if we can get some runs scored here. Um, Sleeper, the fantasy app, where a lot of you will have um, your fantasy league sources. Um, I know I've got about four of mine on there, uh, along with millions of others. Uh, but they've added a game-changing product, um, which nothing um, else in the industry can match. Um, on Sleeper, uh, you can play the new overall under game, uh, which is really straightforward. Uh, choose a sport, choose your players, and choose your props. Um, so points in basketball or hits in MLB, etc. Um, then if you select your stake, uh, you can win from two to 20 times that stake. Uh, but just being correct about those picks. Um, there's really fun little chat box there. You can copy your friends' picks. Uh, you can all get in the little chat feature, uh, the chat room. So loads of fun to play, uh, and you can watch all your picks play out together with your friends. Uh, so if you download Sleeper now to play the over-under game, uh, use the code sleeper.com, um, SGPMLB. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So you can join our squad, get the 100% match deposit at sleeper.com, slash SGP MLB T's and C's apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. 
Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch. The Cincinnati Reds at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mike Miner uh, goes for Cincinnati. And Merrill Kelly goes for Arizona. Um, Arizona are a short price home favourite. Minus 163. Uh, Cincinnati plus 138. Um, overall under is set at nine. Um, I don't know how many teams... He- how many times these teams have actually played each other recently, but they seem to have played each other every night for about a fortnight here. Uh, Mike Miner is 0-2 with a 8.64 ERA. Um, two games back from injury for Miner. He's pitched eight and a third um, with eight strikeouts and a 144 whip. Merrill Kelly, 5-3, and 3.32 uh, ERA, 65 innings pitched, 54 Ks and a 132 whip. Um, Miner has been rusty. That's all I've written down next to Mike Miner. I'm still not really sure um, if he's going to get back um, to any kind of form. And, and if he is, how quickly he's going to be able to do it. Because he's certainly um, come back with a few cobwebs on him. Um, Merrill Kelly's been on a bit of a slide sort of the first six weeks of the season. He was he was getting a lot of rave reviews. Um, he's got a 4.91 ERA over his last seven games. Um this was another total where the nine was high. I'd liked an eight and a half, but it's got to nine. The uh, the summer months has put the half run on. I'm, I'm going to take the over here. I thought both teams could contribute. Them. It's a weird one because the Diamondbacks' offense has generally been a bit anemic, but they have. Did, I think did they put up thirteen on Philly last night? Was that Arizona? Um, I might have been. So. They broke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Cincinnati have had a couple of double figure performances fairly recently as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll take, I'll take a punt here. Minus 106 isn't a bad price. It's not juiced either. Uh, so, over nine uh, in this Reds at D backs game with a couple of struggling pitchers. Yeah. I mean, minor, like you mentioned it, Malcolm. I just, I just can't get behind him, obviously. But so, uh, you know, you pretty much lay the foundation there to probably look at a Diamondbacks team total in this game. Um, I want to see how many runs. I know they they faced each other last week. Uh, the, these two teams and Mike Miner was starting in that game against Arizona, where he did give up three earned runs in that game as well. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it uh, th- that Merrill Kelly he did have a good start against his Cincinnati Reds team in his last start. He only allowed one earned run in sorry one hit in uh, six innings pitched against the Cincinnati Reds here. But again, you're you're again this is another game here, Malcolm, where that it's going to be hot. It's going to be 105 degrees at uh, pitch time. Again, I know they have uh, the roof there. I don't know if it's going to be open there or not. But, again, it'll be interesting to see just how these temperatures are going to start really affecting a lot of these totals here. And, again, last game, uh, the Diamondbacks put up a combined – sorry, they put up seven runs in that game uh, total between this bullpen and Mike Miner. So probably look at Arizona Diamondbacks team total in this game because – that recent start against the uh, Reds, did Merrill Kelly have? He was he was pretty good against them. He only allowed one hit and six hits, or sorry, six innings. So I'll lean here with the uh, Diamondbacks and also take their team total to go over. At nine forty-five Eastern first pitch, the Kansas City Royals at the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Brady Singer for Kansas City and Alex Wood is the pitcher, uh, the lefty for the Giants. Uh, the Royals are plus one forty-seven underdogs. Uh, San Francisco minus 174, and the total is set at eight. Uh, Munaf, uh, Brady Singer, Alex Woods, um, one of the more interesting pitching matchups of the day. Yeah, Brady Singer got off to a great start this season. I know the first three appearances he had, he was out of the bullpen, but he had two starts there where he went seven shutout innings. 
against the White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, pretty similar numbers in those two starts. But over his last three starts here, Malcolm, he's allowed at least three earned runs, and he's given up six home runs over the past 15 and two-thirds innings so far. Uh, he's faced some really good offense in that span as well, right? The Minnesota Twins in at Target Field. He had the Astros come to town. He also faced the Toronto Blue Jays in his last start. So um, now you're traveling on the road here. His home road splits. Uh, let me see here. On the road, he's he's been pretty good. 3.24 ERA, a whip below one at 0.84. It's really only been uh, eight and one-third innings, so I'm not how much, sure how much you can take away from those two road starts. Um, but again, you're going into to San Francisco here where the offense has really kind of been inconsistent for them um, against Colorado. I think this is a, a weekday series before the weekend series that the Giants were not able to put up a lot of runs, especially against that pitching, which was a little concerning for me. But other than that, again, um, Alex Wood on the mound, three and five so far this season, 4.23 ERA, a whip of 1.34. His last start, he was absolutely fantastic against the Rockies. Seven innings, five hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. And against Miami, in Miami, he only allowed two earned runs in about five and a third innings. So seems like he's found a little form here over his last two starts. Can I trust him? I'm not sure. Um, I, I'll lean with the Giants here, Malcolm. Probably another game where I, I do like the over in this game as well. Oh, Moon, after, uh, I think you need a holiday. We're on di different sides just about everything tonight. I've got the under <laughs> written down. Um, I did like Alex Wood's last couple of starts. So, yeah, I think he might be coming back into a little bit of form. And there's probably not a, a better team to do it against than Kansas City, although they have put up a few runs uh, more recently. Um, and I like Brady Singer as well. Uh, bear in mind sort of the, the team that he's on. He's got a he's got a decent record. That ERA of 4.33 isn't too bad. Um Big, big pitchers park here. I thought they could keep this down. Um, San Francisco don't score many runs. It's been really competitive. They, uh, they yeah. give the Dodgers um, a bit of a torrid time over the weekend. Uh, certainly last night. But even that last night, I think, was a three to nothing or a two to nothing game, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I can see something kind of similar happening here is that the Giants will get over the line. But um, the, better, the better value is on the under, uh, which is plus 100 uh, under eight. Um, is the pick for me. Uh, last game of the slate is 10 10 Eastern first pitch. The Minnesota Twins at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Chris Archer is the pitcher for Minnesota. And Chris Flexen goes for Seattle. Uh, the Lions are plus 103 Minnesota. Uh, Seattle minus 121. Uh, one of the closer games we've seen priced up tonight. Um, and the total is set at eight and a half. Um, Archer is one and two, 365 ERA. Pitched 44 and a third with 34 Ks and a 133 whip. Uh, Flexen is two and seven, 435 ERA. Uh, 62 innings, 42 Ks and a 139 whip. Um, I've handicapped Archer. is probably his last four or five starts and nothing changes really. He's been going along okay. He eventually got stretched out from four innings to five innings, generally gives up a couple of runs, but he's doing all right. Um, he's, he's filling a spot uh, in the Minnesota rotation and the Twins are going along okay. Um, Flexen, we were looking for better from. I uh, got to the point two weeks ago where I dropped him in my TGFBI team because um, he was just struggling. I think, I think that was the prompt he needed to start pitching well um, because he's been better in his last three starts. Uh, I think Seattle are better at home. Uh, they've struggled on the road a little bit. 
Um, well, even a little bit. They're 14 and 21 uh, on the road. But 13 and 12 at home. Um, and I think Flexen's a better pitcher than Archer. So a combination of those two things led me to a pretty straightforward Seattle money line pick, Moon off at minus 121. Yeah, I agree with you 100% here. I think there's some value here on that minus 120 here, honestly. I know Chris Archer has been good, uh, like you mentioned. But again, I, I trust Chris Flexen more at home. Uh, so far this season, again, you mentioned that Mariners struggle a little bit at, on the road so far this year, but I do want to trust them uh, at home uh, here against the Minnesota Twins. So um, I agree with you. Let's go with the Mariners money line. Okay, uh, so we managed to we managed to agree on one to, to send you to send you off on your travels <laughs> with me enough to we don't have to we can be friends before you leave. Uh, we'll get to our lock and dog in uh, a minute or two. Oh no, guess who's back? Manscaped to back Moon off. Um, sweaty Sack Summer, however, has been jettisoned in uh, don't start laughing in favor of Father's Day chat. Um, Father's Day, you have different Father's Day to us, I think. Is your ours is next week, ours is Sunday coming, in fact. Um, so if I'm trying to say that loud enough in case uh, one of the kids is walking past the room as we speak here, uh, but Father's Day is just around the corner in both of our countries. Uh, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures. Uh, a looking true daddy material uh, this June. Uh, Manscaped performance package includes their signature lawnmower 4.0 and it's the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. Uh, that's right, there's no dad jokes here. Uh, so make sure somebody treats you uh, to the Manscaped 4.0 package and you'll get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Um, trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Uh, my dad bod is coming on an absolute treat. Walt Disney couldn't draw uh, the shape I'm in currently. Um, Manscaped um, is designed with fathers in mind at the Performance Package 4.0. So yeah, just in time uh, for Pop's special day. Uh, you've got your weed whacker, which is for your ear and nose hair, your pair of boxer shorts, performance boxer shorts, uh, your crop reviver toner, um, ball deodorant, obviously all the important stuff. Um, so get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code SGP. Uh, shake what your mama gave you, question mark. No, shake what your daddy gave you. Okay, these reads get uh, more questionable, Moon, after the longer we go on through the summer. Uh, we'll gloss over that and we will get to our lock and dog. Um Go on, you can go first. You're going on your holidays, Moon. If you need to leave us with two winners, otherwise uh, you won't be allowed back. Yeah, let's see here. All right. Um, let's get the party started here, with Malcolm. Um, I am going to go with the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals over nine and a half. I think that might have moved to ten. Uh, but definitely shop around. I do see a nine and a half out, out there. So I'll go yeah, over nine I've and got, a half. I've got a nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's go over nine and a half in the Braves and the Nationals game here. Again, two pitchers that are, are kind of struggling here a bit um, over the course of the season. I think this might be a, a game where, you know, we mentioned Nationals can get up a few runs here by Atlanta Braves coming off of a or coming into this game with 11 game winning streak. Uh, offense seems to be back. They're healthy. I think they can put up some runs here, especially, you know, with the warmer temperatures that we talked about all throughout this episode. So I'll take the over nine and a half uh, in this game. For my dog, let's go. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, Astros are one of the run line, but that's at even money. Yeah, this uh, is I know what you're going to be forced into taking here. It's 
Nah, not the Royals. It's going to have to be Alec Manoa, isn't it? Uh, minus two and a half. Oh, I think that's good. the only thing that I do like. Um, yeah, let's just go with that. I mean, I've been trusting Manoa all season long. I think this is going to be another game where we mentioned it since the 2021 season. He's a perfect 9-0 and in his home start. So I'll go Alec Manoa minus two and a half. That should be at plus money for sure uh, on your books. So take an alternate line there. I'm going to trust Toronto Blue Jays to put up some runs against Kyle Bradish and Alec Manoa to do Alec Manoa things and shut this offense down uh, of the Baltimore Orioles. So uh, that'll be my dog, Malcolm. Okay. Um, that, that was hard work getting there, Moon off. I didn't think you were going to, uh, you were going to pull the trigger on anything. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the San Diego Padres for my look. Um, really straightforward. Um, we use this line a lot, but better team, better picture. Okay. Slightly alien environment. Um, but the Cubs are terrible at home and the Padres have been great on the road. Everything points to points to a Padres winner. Minus 130 is a really playable price. Um, and the dog, and I know people are going to see this graphic and they're going to uh, think that I'm uh, overtly taking the mickey, but it's the Detroit Tigers again. Only because I've got four uh, money line picks here. Um, three of them are short prices. Philly is short, San Diego is short, and Seattle is short. Um, the rest of them are totals, which are all kind of um, pickums. Uh, so my one dog is that plus one nineteen, and that's the Detroit Tigers. So that is what will go on the slate. Um, Lance Lynn, big question mark. Chicago White Sox still a little bit broken, and Detroit Tigers are uh, capable at home. So um, yeah, that's where that's where we're going to end up with that one with the Tigers again, and uh, we'll wait Johnny Junter falling off his chair uh, when he sees the graphic later on. Moonaf. Yeah, I mean, I think the value is there with the Detroit Tigers, especially like we don't know what you're going to get from Lance Lynn, right? Coming off of the knee uh, injury and coming off the I.O. And like I mentioned, yeah, those two rough starts in the minor league. So um, I think it's a good value pick here, Malcolm. Okay, thank you, Munaf. That's very kind. Um, (laughs) Right then. um, First of all, we will wish you happy vacations. I will. uh, (laughs) I know this is going to make you feel any better, but I will steer the ship. Uh, to the best of my ability while you are gone. I'm sure that uh, puts your mind at rest. Uh, there'll be no technological failings or no men with penises growing on their arms or any of that. You can rest <laughs> assured, Muna. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much for your help, as always. Um, have a great trip. Uh, thank, thank you, you everyone, for, for listening. Uh, get across to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Don't forget to tra- track down my Royal Ascot picks as well. Uh, we'll see if we can make you a few quid. On the ponies, moon off any parting words before you jet off? No, at least we'll be, I think, uh, in the same time zone. Will we almost, I think? Uh, I'll have to look we up will, the time. Yeah, I'll be able to pester you more hours of the day yeah. and night than I already do. Yeah, so don't don't be messaging me asking what I'm doing and stuff because I'm not just because we're in the same time zone doesn't mean I am going to be responding to you. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to a little family vacation. Uh, should be a lot of fun, but I know you, Dylan. Uh, and uh, Noah will be able to hold it down for the MLB, um, so I'm not worried about that. Okay, you're a very good liar, Moonaf. Uh, cheers, <laughs> everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, with Tuesday's picks as well, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>